Welcome back to another All About Jesus podcast. Um, today we got Wilma Marshall on here. We're going to um, hear a little of her testimony, then get into a uh, teaching of deliverance. I'm going to start off by reading Mark 16, 17. These miraculous signs will accompany those who believe. They will cast out demons in my name, and they will speak in new languages. How are you doing tonight, Wilma? I'm doing good. Excited to be here. Yeah. Can I close it up? Yeah. Okay. Got to stay close to the mic. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, so today you're going to uh, talk about deliverance. Yeah. Um, let's start off a little bit on your testimony and how you ever got into deliverance and where you kind of come from, kind of go through a short testimony, then we can get into it. Man, uh, short. I don't know about that. I'll try <laughs> to keep it short. Yeah. Um, this all started... A little over a year ago. So I grew up Amish. And um, so I had a very legalistic view of God. Um, the supernatural was non-existent. Mm-hmm. So um, September last year, um, I went down to Ashes to Beauty. Mm-hmm. And I had been praying for healing for somebody consistently. And I was um, you know, curious on what God had as far as where's the boundaries on healing and mm-hmm. the laying of hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a very controversial thing. And so um, I went up front and had somebody pray godly boldness over me. And I walked back to my seat, and right in front of me, they're praying healing over a woman. Oh, wow. And God said, you pray with them. Um, and I said, no, for a second. I jumped right in. I said, I, I need to pray with you guys. And... Uh, I felt the Holy Spirit heal that woman oh, wow. through me. Like I, there was no doubt in it, <laughs> and only God could have orchestrated that uh-huh. um, to show me. So that's kind of where this all started. Um, was you know if I could feel that the Lord, Lord showed me that. So fast forward to January, um, there was a deliverance ministry advertised over in Trenton, uh-huh. and uh, man, I jumped on that bandwagon of that's witchcraft right. deliverance. No, we don't. We can't do that. Um, we're not God. So it kept coming up. I started reading the Bible and it was like, God slapped me in the face. I was going through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Right. And all of a sudden it was like highlighted Jesus casting out these demons, you know, mm-hmm. it's immersed. His ministry is immersed with casting of demons, healing right. people. And then I read a little bit of acts and I said, okay, God, you know, you need to show me this. Mm-hmm. Um, So Daniel Adams popped up on my Facebook feed, and that started probably three months of self-deliverance on myself, just listening to his teachings, um, to his online Facebook lives, and I started experiencing deliverance, and um, in my own room, you know, going, there's no way I'm faking it, so if I'm experiencing it, then there's something to it. Right. Um, so July comes around. Well, okay, so a little bit before July, um, I'm driving to post one night, and there was, I was praying to God, and praying in the Spirit or speaking in tongues was on my mind, and it was something that I had told God, you know, if it's real, I need to experience it, yeah. um, so you need to show me. And I rejected and renounced, rebuked and renounced the spirit of religion, and the spirit of men's opinion, of fear of men's opinion. Mm-hmm. And I broke out in tongues right there. Oh, wow. And for 30 minutes, I, I sang in tongues. It was the most beautiful thing I'd ever, ever experienced. It was right there in my car. 
that was your first time yeah. speaking in your yeah. language. <laughs> there, there was no um, no audience to sit there and, and for somebody to say, you were doing that as a show. Right. It was me and God in my car. Right. Um, man, that broke me in, a, in the best way possible. And I was just like, okay, God, you're here. This is real. So July hit, um, and a friend calls me and says, um, my sister needs prayer. I want you there. And so we show up at her house, and funny thing is, three days before that, I had told God, you know, I know deliverance is real, but if you'd have that for me, you're going to have to show me in person. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was doubting, right. um, even after everything he showed me. And so I show up, and we go through some things of forgiveness, you know, rebuking, mm-hmm. renouncing. And uh, my friend looks at me and says, now you're going to cast out these demons. Oh, wow. God's calling you to this. And I was like, yeah, you know, never done this. Mm-hmm. Don't know about that, but okay. Uh-huh. Um, walked by faith on that one. Right. Never done it in person, never seen in-person deliverance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, looking online deliverance, way different than when you're doing one-on-one. Right. Um, so we started and I, I laugh about it because everything we did that night was the way that I do deliverance now. Mm-hmm. And only God could have showed me that. Right. Cause it was after that night when I actually was caught, um, was taught or through a book. I read a book on it Yeah. and I was sitting there going, man, God already showed me how to do this. Yeah. Uh, I didn't need a book to tell me that right. night. Right. You know, he showed up. Um, and we, we delivered some things out of her and there was a point where God told me to stop. And I believe it was cause I wasn't ready to go further. Right. I didn't, you know, he wasn't, hadn't equipped me yet. Right. Um, and then we did a second night where Scott Treadwell came over and helped us. Oh, good. You know, and, uh, that was, it was probably one of the most intense deliverance I'd ever done. There was witchcraft, um, mm-hmm. it was the heaviest one. So I was surprised <laughs> the next couple ones when, it was an intense, you know, when it was just uh, easy. When somebody's ready to let go of things, they just go. Yeah. So that started my journey of deliverance. Um, I started praying then for people to come into my life. Um, I thought I was all alone. I, I I didn't know anybody around here except for Scott did deliverance. Right. Um, and I really, really wasn't going to tell anybody about it. Mm-hmm. And I'd get around somebody and I'd just start testifying to it. Right. You know, even the speaking in tongues. People start, nah, I don't know about it, like, I do it. And they're like, what? And I'm like, eh, I just said that, you know. Um, and so I started testifying, and people started getting a hold of me going, hey, I think I need this. Yeah. And it's the coolest thing is over the past couple of months, every deliverance I've done has come through a testimony of somebody who's found freedom. Right. And so um, I think the last big thing that happened that needed to happen mm-hmm. Well, there was two things. I had two things I was delivered from. Um, the one was the anger when right. you and Eddie and Molly and Jill prayed over me. Mm-hmm. Man, that was a generational thing. Right. And uh, I threw up some blood that night, and it was um, the most freeing thing that had happened. I loved loved how I felt afterwards. Oh, wow. And I, you know, you're still tempted with anger, but you, you can control it. Right. It's not overwhelming. And then the last one uh, was at the revival there in Kirkley. And I uh, felt like I needed to go up front. And I was, like, trying to find Maggie because I was comfortable with her. Right. You know, when you got to pray about something, you want somebody you're comfortable with. Right. 
And so I kept going to the back trying to find Maggie. She was busy, never there. So I come around the corner, and there's Joe Garton. Well, right. when me and Joe Garton lock eyes, and he, like, there's always God uses him. Yeah. Um, we're a lot alike, I think, or I can resonate with a lot of things he says. Right. And so um, I had him pray over me for doubt. Yeah. You know, and he was telling me, he was like, you know, doubt is you not knowing your identity in Christ. Yeah. And, uh. So he told me to just worship. He said, raise your hands and worship. Man, my head, my shoulders felt heavy. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't even raise my hands, which was, well, it was demonic. It had to have been because I raised my hand every Sunday. You yeah. know, I don't have a problem with that. Um, and I, I raised my hands and something pushed me to the altar on my knees. And my head was on that altar for for probably two songs. And oh. I started praying in, in tongues. Right. I couldn't stop. And I had two people come behind me. They laid their hands on my shoulders, and they were praying with me. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I started shaking, and whatever it was left, and my whole body just raised up. Oh, wow. And it was gone. Yep. And doubt left that night, and it was replaced with the confidence of, I know what I know, and I know what God has for me. Right. And, yeah. As you were speaking earlier, the spirit of uh, religion I've had a lot of that, I guess, probably in my life is you, even after you've done some deliverance, I've been delivered, you do some deliverance and there's still been thoughts of like, is this even right? Or is this even real? Because, you know, a lot of our, uh, older generation, they just don't believe you can have a demon and be a Christian. Well, it's just like, if that is true, then, then I must've never been a Christian and all these other people. I mean, it's just, uh, they've just lived and believed a lie for too long. Yeah. And, uh, there's just so many people that just needs to be set free and so many of these older generation and people, younger generation too, that don't believe and just letting these people go around and um, tell them to read the Bible more and do this, but not going through full deliverance. And I believe that's uh, probably the next, what's going to cause the awakening that's uh, going to happen is this deliverance. Yeah, I agree. I mean, before I experienced deliverance, I was uh, sitting on my couch depressed every day, couldn't get up battling demons I didn't know how to battle them you know and all I knew was I had to pray a little bit harder right um and not until I knew I had power and authority in Christ I know. and I think that's I think it's there's a false sense of humility that goes with that for um a lot of people and they don't they don't realize they're in it so I can relate with a lot of people who are opposed to this because I was one of them yeah you know and I just I feel sorry or I, I'm sad but I know that there's hope I mean, it took a year for God. Yeah. God can do that for me in a year. He can do it for anybody. Um, and it's just realizing that God doesn't want your humble heart saying, I'm not, I can't do this. Only God can. I'm just a sinner that's going to struggle the rest of my life. God wants you to be equipped to fight. Right. I mean, as long as we're on this earth, we're battling Satan. Yeah. Why wouldn't God give us these things? That's a good point, too, of, and I feel the same way. And there's some other things that in our walk that uh, you got to remember where you was yeah. and be able, if people don't understand it, you can't just think they're, they'll never get it or they're you know, dumb or whatever. But yeah. uh, um, just like falling away. I mean, when I was younger, really hot for the Lord, then fell away. So <sighs> some people are just like, how could you ever fall away? It would just, it can happen. You've got to be, sometimes these kind of things happen to people like us so we can kind of, understand what people are going through yeah yeah Yeah. i definitely feel like he um 
he gave me what I what I have for a reason, and that's to relate to people that right that don't understand. Um, and the anger that was, uh, I'm just like you. I just know that uh, um, being delivered is uh, is real because we went down to Oklahoma City and did it in March or something. Me and Jill, and after that's happened, I mean, sometimes you get mad, kind of like what you say, but nothing. None of that crazy madness, yeah. none of the throwing stuff and carrying on. So uh, um, there's just no way that it's not true. I just I don't care what people say. We kind of got in a conversation with a, a real good fellow the other day, and, and um, he just didn't really he just didn't really believe it because he <clears throat> what he's seen in the Bible was uh, if you get a demon in you, you got all this extra strength. You got this, you got that. So you just don't think you can just have a regular spirit, not you know, go off the chain like that. And I told him at the end of the conversation, um, there's two things you can do with a demon. You can leave them in or you can cast them out. I'll cast them out and you can leave them in, I guess. Amen. Amen. I mean, I think those scriptures that we, it's sad because we both read the same Bible. Both sides read the same Bible. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if Satan blinds us or, or if it's just our mind, um, but it's almost like we skim over those important Right. You know, because I remember once it became a reality, I read the Bible and it was all there. Yep. I mean, it's there. And I heard somebody say this and it hit me. Once your experiences line up with what the Holy Spirit's telling you is in the scripture, mm-hmm. people can't tell you it's wrong. Yep. You know, he showed me in the scripture and then he showed me in the physical. Yep. And how do you argue with somebody about that? I don't think you can. Yep. You just pray that they experience it. Yep. And that freedom. So I know now that uh, you've been doing a, a lot of deliverance on a lot of different uh, people around, and um, I know that uh, my daughter's there with you yeah. at times when she can, and um, she's really in tune to it, and both of you working together, and um, I've done uh, some of it, so just uh, how does a uh, deliverance uh, session go with you and you, or you and Maggie, whoever? Yeah. So I love when Maggie's there. Man, God knew what he was doing when he brought her into my life. Uh, she was an answered prayer. Yeah. Honestly, all of Kirkley was an answered prayer, you guys. Um, that's what I prayed for, and God just, boom. And so uh, we start our deliverance out with walking through um, unrepentance, forgiveness. You mm-hmm. know, the Bible says if you don't walk in forgiveness, uh, God can't forgive you if you don't forgive. Yep. And so... Man, the first part's actually the hardest part, you mm-hmm. know, walking through trauma with somebody that they haven't healed from, um, praying that God would come and heal them. Mm-hmm. Man, I've seen most supernatural things in that, though. Yep. You know, physically seeing the healing happening on a person. Yep. Um, that'll just take you to tears. All right. There was several deliverances that we've had to pray over women for sexual trauma, mm-hmm. for sure. And you just feel the presence of God healing them. Mm-hmm. And you can hear um, in their cry, you know, they'll start mourning in their cry, but then it'll just stop and you can just see the switch. Yep. So working through those traumas and the forgiveness is, is the most important because, I mean, you walk with unforgiveness or you walk in sin, mm-hmm. you've got an open door. And that's right. where the demons come in and attach to you. And that's where they influence you. Um, and then we'll we'll take them over a checklist of uh, common sins that people participate in. You know, anywhere from 
self-condemnation to perversion, mm-hmm. witchcraft. Man, there's quite a few. Mm-hmm. And we just have them circle things that they've dealt with in life. Uh, then we go through and rebuke and renounce them. And that's just verbally telling the demon that I don't want you here, and I repent of ever entertaining you. Mm-hmm. And the thing with the supernatural, with the spiritual realm, is your words have so much power. Right. I mean, once you tell a demon you have no legal right here, it's got to go. They they know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've gone from seeing deliverances where things have just come right out with the rebuking and the renouncing to where the demons have talked to us. Mm-hmm. And um, talk about chills with that so we'll go through uh we'll do the rebuking and renouncing um and then we just walk into where we start commanding them to leave in the name of jesus and god does his thing i mean the holy spirit shows up a lot of people cough uh, burp some people have thrown up Um, you think these spirits have uh, come in before they was a christian or you think they've let the door open while as a christian in most of your cases um probably both Honestly, I mean, I don't think there's a dividing factor. Um, So I will say, I think a lot of them are before. So my view on this is the church would have a lot of less demonic people in in it Mm -hmm. if we did deliverance every Sunday. Yeah. So when I do deliverance with a person, I expect them to kind of stay clean. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, if something comes in, you have power and authority. You rebuke it and renounce it and tell it to leave. You can do that. What we're doing is cleaning up what Satan has allowed in our churches right. for years. He's right. allowed the demons. We've allowed Satan to let his demons in because we've been scared of what people are going to think of us mm-hmm. if we cast the demon out. Yep. And so I walk into Kirkley, and I see a whole bunch of testimonies. that I mean, I almost cried the other Sunday. Yeah. There's a good 10 people in there that I've done deliverance with that you can see the freedom, the yep. fire for God. And so after we cast the demons out, you know, if a demon doesn't leave right away, we go back into the past, what let it in. Mm-hmm. And the coolest thing is um, God gives us words of knowledge. Yep. You know, God uses Maggie. We've had Brian, mm-hmm. um, Quentin. You know, the, 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 there was one where <laughs> Brian got the word soccer ball. Uh-huh. And... Uh, the woman started laughing, and we were like, what does a soccer ball have to do with this demon? She said, I was holding um, unforgiveness and strife towards my husband because he always picks soccer over me. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so she repented, and the demon left. Oh, wow. You know, so if God can give somebody the word soccer ball, right? it's pretty awesome to watch. Yeah. Um, so then after we get the demons out, you know, the Lord just, you just know. Mm-hmm. I, I just know he has, the more deliverance I do, the more I love that feeling of completion he gives me. Mm-hmm. And it's all him. That's, you know, I wouldn't feel or do anything if it wasn't for him. Um, and then we fill him up with the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Fill everything up with the Holy Spirit. But then uh, we got to walk with him afterwards. Right. Keep him um, filled up. Mm-hmm. Get him on the right track. Because that's when Satan's going to attack again, you know. He's going to come back and say, that didn't really happen. Um, you know, he's going to lie to them, try and get back in there. But the coolest thing is once they stay filled up after a little bit, then you see a fire for God. Mm-hmm. 
excuse me, you see a fire for God and uh, I'm seeing those people starting doing what we're doing for them, you right. know, and that's where a kingdom uh, army for God rises up. Now that would be one of the things you're probably teaching them is it's not only you or Maggie or Quentin that can do it. It's they can do the exact same yeah. thing because there's going to be, I think so much of it that, uh, it's going to be too more too much work for just a couple people. So. Yeah, yeah. So that's what we're running into with twenty twenty three already. We've got a whole list, mm-hmm. um, and I, I I will never complain about it. Man, I love it, but I still have a family. You know, yeah. You have to be careful with that yep. uh, juggling family and, and deliverance. And I struggle with calling it a ministry because every Christian is called to do this, right? You know, I mean, the Bible says all of us should right. be doing this, and uh, yeah. Because we all had did it at one time where we didn't know how to do it. So, and none of us are any specialer than anybody else. So, it's and um, everybody's called to do it if they'll just step up and do it. Yeah. So, it was funny after my first deliverance, I was driving home and uh, man, I was in shock. Like, I think I was in literal shock of what happened. And I was just like, God, what just happened? You know, what just, what did I just do? And he told me, he said, that's why I made you as stubborn as I made you. That was the first time that I realized that my stubbornness was good. Oh, praise God. And um, so when somebody talks to me about being stubborn, I tell them, well, you can go cast out a demon, you know. Mm -hmm. Use that stubbornness for God, that strong will. Often we want to break somebody's will and their stubbornness. Instead, you need to direct them in confidence towards what God's calling them. Right. Calling them to. Um, I'll just ask you a few questions here. Just like, you know, the most common question that we all kind of deal with is people say a Christian can't have a demon. You can't have um, the Lord in you and the devil in you at the same time. can't have light and darkness. What is your answer to that? Well, if we can't have light and darkness, why do people sin? Right. I mean, if, if you cannot have darkness in your life as a Christian, you shouldn't be addicted to pornography you shouldn't be angry. You shouldn't be stealing, lying. I mean, you shouldn't have any sin in you. Right. There's a part of us that's flesh that will always be flesh. Yep. And that's where you let a demon in. Once you start entertaining that flesh, you're, you're leaving a door open. Well, what happens when you do sin once? You can get away from it, but then you keep going back. It becomes a habit. And then there's a demon that will come in and say, okay, you really like this. Now I'm taking control. Yep. Alcohol, you need alcohol. You know, you've done it enough times that I can now convince you that you need it. Mm-hmm. Man, if you're a Christian and you you have an open door, you're going to let a demon in and he's going to control you. He's going to oppress you. I don't say demonized. You're not, po- or I don't say possessed. I say demonized, sorry. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I mean, you look at any church, you see people that are controlled by demons. You can see it on them. And they'll say, well, well, it's uh, flesh. It's not a demon. You've got to learn to be able to fight your flesh. It seems like they always want to push everything on yourself. They make you blame yourself, and that's what causes a lot of people to commit suicide or other things instead of uh, it's not always us. Sometimes it is, but it's not always. When you tell a person that it's just their flesh, um, you embarrass them. They they start living in... um, that's where the suicide comes in. It's because they become embarrassed. They don't want to speak out, oh, well, shoot, I'm just a horrible person. 
Mm-hmm. I can't control myself. Mm-hmm. You know, there is flesh. Yeah. And there is, but when it's a demon, it, it takes hold of you. Just like anger, you know, right before I was delivered from anger, I started starving my anger. I I'd start getting angry. I wouldn't allow myself to get angry and my body would start shaking and I'd get hot. Mm-hmm. That's a demon in there saying, no, you want to get angry, you know? Um, yeah, I've been like that too, where you like, I'll fight it off this time and not get angry. But it's just like you cannot finish the day without yeah. exploding. Yeah, yeah. And so it's one of those things where I just know because I've experienced it. And I I look at people that think that everything's flesh, there's no demons, and why would God do that to us? Like, right. if God gave us nothing to fight, like no resources to fight besides just reading our Bible more, you know, if if there's demons, we're going to have a reason to fight it. And and their assignment is on the Christians. You know what I mean? How about if you go through full deliverance and believe you got, you know, the person clean, and they come back and they say they're still struggling with something. How do you guide them on that? You go again. Do it again? Yeah, and it'll be a lot easier. You know, some people, um, we, you know, at the end we also pray over a person that deliverance continue mm-hmm. and that the Lord continue to reveal what's in there because some things hide i mean we're not all knowing um but i know that the lord is in control of that and what we ask he does you know when we ask him to reveal things he reveals things Mm -hmm. um so it's not uncommon for a person needing a little bit more of a prayer of deliverance over him i don't think a whole session's needed for most of them um there is some that do do there get to be a point where people just keep getting delivered and coming back and say it's another demon? It's just so, like... Uh, yeah, so that's where the flesh comes in then, you know? What do you do about that? Uh, you tell them to crucify the flesh. Crucify the I mean, you you, you got to be honest with them at one point. Yeah. Are you sure that's a demon or are you really um, coming into agreement with that sin? I've heard that a lot from people. You'd... They believe it's a demon or flesh. Then people want to blame everything on a demon. They then they go back yeah. and drink another beer and they blame it on a demon. Like that's not what I'm talking about. I mean, you go through deliverance, and if they, you know, you've got to be able to fight your flesh too. I mean, it's um, you know you can get completely delivered, everything casted out, and uh, you're still going to have trouble with uh, walking a perfect path of the Lord. It just all of a sudden it ain't a perfect walk. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing with deliverance is it's not a fix all. Right. It's a it's a blank page, I'd say. A blank page and it's a big help. You, what are you gonna fill it up with is what, what's gonna determine what happens afterwards, you know. I've I've done a deliverance where um there was dishonesty and the person went right back. I mean, ten times worse. There's truth to that scripture that talks about them coming back with their friends. Right. And I can't help that person until they're ready to lay it all down and be honest about it, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. That's the not-so-fun thing about deliverance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also knowing that I'm not their Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I did what God commanded me to do. Right. And I walked beside I walked beside them to the best of my ability. Uh, but they also have choices to make. Yeah, I mean, 
um, you can love somebody, but you can't just hold somebody's hand yeah. day in and day out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you can't enable them. If they, if they expect you uh, to push them every time that they need to take a step, then they're not looking at God, they're looking at you right. for their encouragement yeah. and building up. It's uh, you can lay your hands on somebody to, for healing or do deliverance, and you got to be careful yourself as us and other people that you don't get uh, you don't forget where the, the power is coming from. Yeah, yeah. You can get wind up just uh, kind of doing the right thing of chasing deliverance. You get to because it is it is exciting. Yeah. So I mean, it's um, guys, person's got to really keep himself in check. Yeah. So um, that was something that God taught me too was. There's things that we use during deliverance, you know. Um, I'm laying the Bible on a person. I've seen that make a demon scream. Because mm-hmm. there is power to God's word. Mm-hmm. After seeing that, I, there was no way I can deny that. Um, anointing oil. You know, all these things that we can do to help deliver people. But I, God told me, he said, if I'm doing it, you don't have to do a thing. Right. You tell it in the name of Jesus to leave. If you believe you're casting that demon out in your power, do you even have to make sure you say the name of in the name of Jesus? Okay, so I use it in the name of Jesus because I want that demon to know who's doing it. But if it is the anointing of God flowing through my words, that demon's going to know it's God and not me, and it's going to go, you right. know? And so um, there was a deliverance where I started getting fearful and doubting Mm-hmm. And uh, man, this this girl was going out, and it involved a seizure, and so I started doubting the power of God. Man, I don't I don't know if I can do this. And she started convulsing, and all of a sudden, I just like out loud said, "No," I said, um, "Jesus died on the cross for all sickness." all our sins and infirmities, we have authority over it. And just like that, she came back. Mm -hmm. And so they know when you doubt it, and they know when you think you're the one in control. Right. You know. So you got to be careful. you got to keep yourself humble. Yep. And you got to give God control, you know. We decrease so he increases. Yeah, you really have to get into the spiritual realm when you're doing it. You're just almost like you're... Everybody else is gone that's around you. The person that's there, they're not there. It's just between you and you're speaking to that demon with the the power of Jesus. And you just, uh, something you wouldn't really think you would do until you get involved in the Holy Spirit because you think it'd be embarrassing or whatever else. But I mean, times I've done it, I just really just get into that uh, talking to the demon and telling them that uh, Jesus has sent me here. Then you just, uh, like you said, just reading scriptures yeah. me and maggie was doing one and i just started just reading scripture after scripture and it was kind of irritating maggie for some reason and but the person that was doing it was just like keep reading it because it was so much pain inside of her when we would stop reading then mm-hmm. after mag um the other day she said yeah we just kept reading scripture somebody's like oh yeah. you was getting mad at me when i was doing that <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was me and her dead deliverance where it wouldn't leave and maggie just like opened her bible and she started reading it. that her oh my god the eyes got big and it you could see the fear on that demon's face and it left yeah power of god's word is huge with deliverance yeah just reading those scriptures um but another thing that 
which Maggie and me just talked about this, is not getting hooked on the feelings, um, you know, feeling God's power through your hands mm-hmm. when you're praying healing mm-hmm. or even, you know, speaking life, praying the Holy Spirit over somebody. Um, we were doing deliverance where I had my hand on this guy's head and back, and I was speaking life into him. I mean, he had so much doubt on his anointing from God, and I was just speaking life and encouragement. And I went to myself. I was like, man, I don't feel anything. Nothing's happening. Mm -hmm. And I kid you not, I thought that. And he goes, man, her hands are on fire. Oh, wow. And God showed me right there, you can get hooked on the feelings that of the Holy Spirit working through you. Mm -hmm. But if you believe it's me, even when you don't feel it, you'll know it's happening Mm -hmm. because I'm the one doing it. Right. And uh, that was one of the best things that I learned lately was just I don't have to have an emotional feeling for God to be working. Yep. Yeah, sometimes we get caught hooked up on feelings and uh, and everything's going good and um, you're just really walking in the Holy Spirit, but it's... uh, you get hooked on that, things can can go wrong. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's when demons start avoiding. You know, if they don't leave, they can hide. Um, you just don't want to go down that path. Um, I know that you're going to in 2023. Kind of starts having a some meetings with some people and uh, kind of start putting a, I guess, a deliverance team together. Yeah. Um, so I mean. It, I went to Ashes to Beauty last September. Uh, I signed up three months before, I think, and I had such an anticipation. I knew something was going to happen. And uh, we got down there, and Saturday I'm up up top as a server, and I was praying, and I said, Holy Spirit, just hit him like a <laughs> – just hit him. Uh, I was expecting deliverance. I knew it was coming because of what he was showing me and what I felt about that mm-hmm. uh, Ashes to Beauty – and uh, right after lunch, I walk outside. There's two people manifesting demons. And my sister comes in. I didn't go outside, yeah. So I walked outside, and there was one down at the bottom they were taken care of. Uh, then I, my sister took me out, and there was two more, and I delivered one girl. And uh, we got done with that, and here comes Jill. And goes, Mom, I need you. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so me and Jill go in, and there's a girl in the back that's local. And uh, Jeff actually came back. Mm-hmm. And he kind of finished up, you know, talked with her, did an amazing job explaining, staying clean. And he said something to her about deliverance hitting the local here in Bethany. Hmm. He spoke it, and uh, I looked at Jill, and I just kind of smiled. And afterwards, I talked with my sister or somebody and said, I don't know if he knows what he just spoke. And we came home, and deliverance broke out. Oh, wow. So 2023 is going to be busy in the best way possible. Right. Um, but we're we're looking for going deeper and finding resources because we can cast out a demon that came in through sexual abuse. Um, we can pray God's healing, but a person still needs to go through some stuff mm-hmm. to help them process. Yep. Uh, so we're looking kind of into um, getting resources to get them connected with people, mm-hmm. um, then discipleship. We really, really need to have discipleship classes. Right. So these people aren't um, just sitting there. They're going out. And that's where the revival is going to hit our area is we're equipping these people Yep. to do this. I think that's really missing is the equipping. I mean, we 
talk a lot about Paul and Moses and everybody in the Bible, but sometimes you just need to know how to do daily stuff, you know, just kind of how do you wash dishes and fix tires and stuff. And that's just kind of, it's just not spoke on very much. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, I don't say it's maybe not fun. It's easy to cast out a demon to me, but walking beside somebody's a little bit harder because oh, it takes man. commitment. It takes uh, grace, mm-hmm. understanding. And, but I also know he showed me we can't do it all. Right. And he's already bringing people around um, that are gifted in that. Mm-hmm. And I see the body starting to work together. Mm-hmm. You know, we've got two people um, that confirmed what, sorry, what God was telling me uh, about them walking people through the forgiveness mm-hmm. and uh, the repentance and stuff. And then going into the deliverance, uh, two of us, others, or three of us, others doing it. Mm-hmm. Um and then having somebody that'll walk with them afterwards, you know. Yeah. There was somebody who said that they really like discipling people. I've heard a couple of this. You, uh, <laughs> you kind of think back, you know, just some of the, you know, some of the people that has sat there in the churches for a while and haven't done nothing. There's been a couple of them. I just, you know, I kind of remember now that just say they really like that and just looking for something to do. So maybe... This will be an opportunity for some people like that just to walk with people and, you know, because they know a lot about the scripture. They're just not quite had the veil tore off their eyes for some of this other stuff. And yeah. um, it's understandable. Some people just, it's just not taught and maybe the Lord just hadn't revealed it to them yet. Yeah, that, and I think um, it's very important to remember because it's hard for me because I'm like, man, you need to go cast out demons, like the freedom that comes with it. But I also have to remember that God does call some people to just serve, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we we need people that will cook a good meal for a person. I, I'm not that person. <laughs> I'm just not. Um, we need people that will send a card. Yep. You know, so there's a place for everybody right. in the body. Um, but there's also a need for us to cross those boundaries. I mean, we're we're both reading the same Bible. And Satan has us fighting each other mm-hmm. on the smallest things as far as a word translation or what it means. You know, the Holy Spirit is in us for a reason. Yep. And if we let the Holy Spirit teach us through the scriptures and we say, I know the Holy Spirit in me, I know what he's teaching me, and I know that, you know, he might be teaching Brian something different. He might teach you something different. Mm-hmm. But being okay with that, knowing that there's a reason for it. Yeah. You know, he he took me through a, a period where I went and apologized um, to several people for the judgment I put on their ministries or, or their walk with God mm-hmm. um, as far as the supernatural. And what brought that about is I read where it said, you know, the way that you judge, you will be judged accordingly. And he told, he showed me in that moment of reading that, it was like, man, people are going to judge my ministry with deliverance the way that I just judged Scott Treadwell. <laughs> it was his ministry. You know, the first time I saw that on Facebook, I didn't know who Scott was. If I don't go make some of that right, I brought that on myself. Right. And so it's just having grace for each other. And trusting the Holy Spirit in people a little bit more, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. That's where your unity is going to happen. And that's where the body starts moving together as one. Yep. 
you, you know, a hand doesn't do the same thing as a foot. A lot of the gifts and people don't all do the same thing, but you all need to believe yeah. the same thing. Yeah, yeah, you can believe in deliverance and not do it. I mean, if, if you don't feel God calling you to do it, but don't sit there and tell somebody, you know, it ain't a thing. Right. When you read the Bible. There's just a lot of people sitting. I mean, I could. you can kind of, both of us come from where we've come from, the religion or spirit. What is it called? Spirit of religion. Yeah, sorry. spirit of religion. Um, they're like, well, I don't really know about the demons yet. But, like, there's some people sitting in churches that's went a long time that don't even believe in, like, healing and just yeah. some things that, like, how could you not believe that? It's just, like, See, you're really putting the Lord in a box. The healing was the hardest one for me to get over, hmm. like, to get in agreement with. I know. And now I look back and I'm just like, man, why wouldn't you want somebody to lay hands on you and pray healing? You know what I mean? Right. But I, it was the women's revival um, there in Gilman. They, uh, now I'm not kidding you, if they would have told me that they were going to lay hands on me and pray healing over me, I wouldn't have walked up there. That was still that religious spirit in me. Right. Um, but they just very slyly snuck it in there. They were like, hey, you know, if your back's hurt, come up here. And I'm like, okay, my back's hurting. Um, after I had my last daughter, uh, my lower back would seize up after about 20 minutes of mm-hmm. working. And I uh, couldn't move. I'd have to go sit down. And so I went up, and uh, there comes Dorian. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, okay, well, I'm going to pray over you. And I'm like, okay. And she laid her hands on my lower back. And she started praying, and man, I felt that fire. <laughs> but the craziest thing happened, it shifts to my middle of my back. And uh, I told her, I, she's like, how does that feel? And I said, well, it's up here. So she puts her hand at the middle of my back. And um, she starts praying again, and just like that, my back kind of arches. And uh, it goes up to my neck, and she goes, did that just go up to your neck? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, okay, then we're going to pray again. <laughs> and... Um, she laid her hands on me the third time and prayed over it, and it left. And my back didn't hurt since. Oh, wow. So it's then, or well, and then a couple of weeks ago, I fell at work, like flat on my back, and it started up again. But the coolest thing was I knew the healing God had for me. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't doubt he was going to heal it again. Right. And uh, at Kirkley Church, I went up front and I said, Maggie, I need you to pray over my back. You know, she was there that night. And uh, she put her hand on me. She prayed over me and went. Healed again. And I had no doubt, you know, that's walking in faith, knowing God's going to do it. But once you start experiencing these things, you don't have to doubt it's going to happen, you know. Right. Because you know the goodness of God. You know his power. Uh, So, yeah, it hasn't hurt since. That's awesome. Yes. Just the, uh, I mean, the laying of hands, you see that all over the Bible, and that was, I mean, I never see anybody do that until, you know, recently since my new walk with the Lord. That is such an important thing where, like, will you pray for me, and they don't do it right then. They'll, you know, have somebody else pray for you, but uh, as soon as you get the opportunity, you need to lay your hands on somebody and uh, just pray. Everybody's a disciple, and that's what we are told to do. Yeah, yeah, and that's... um you said it perfectly when you said that veil, when that veil gets off of your eyes. Yeah, Tom's been saying that a lot. It's, yeah, it, it's just something about it that, 
I don't ever want to go back. Right. I was in a lot of torment and thought I was holier than some people. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I just pray that veil gets taken off of everybody's eyes. And you can see the power that God has for you through him. Yeah, and I think when, I think the veil is going to start coming off a lot of people's eyes. I think a lot of people are coming around. They might not be outspoken yet, but I think it's uh, it's really spreading through our area. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I don't really know exactly what's going to happen, but it's going to be, uh, it's going to be something just uh, amazing. Yeah, no, I know it's coming. Man, I don't doubt it one bit. Um, and it's going to start, it's happening by the power of the testimony. Right. It's right there. Like that that right there is people are getting delivered and at the beginning of their deliverance it's like, man, I don't want anybody to know. Like this is shameful. Like I just and then the next Sunday they're testifying and you're just like, What? You know, that's where God can move and I think that's what he's using in this area is testimony. I think you're exactly right. I think that just like Kirkley, that's how it really got rolling. Was yeah. it started by uh, testimonies? Of course, we did it in the the Man Up Revival. The encounters is pretty much all they do. And every Sunday, there ought to be, you know, you don't have to have a thirty minute perfectly written out testimony. Somebody, but every church ought to have a couple testimonies every week. Then go into your preaching and more uh, ministry time. That just uh, breaks a lot of chains. But um, a lot of the churches just ain't ain't doing it yet. No, and that's because there's a there's a fear of what people are gonna think of you. If I get up there and air out my dirty laundry, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's got to go. Like people have got to stop fearing that. Yep. Because we're all human. We're all the same. Man, we all struggle with the same things. That was something that started happening with me right before all this is starting to open up to people and and admit some things, and then some person be like, yeah, I struggle with that too. And you're like, what? I thought you were perfect. <laughs> yep. And I think that's where, I mean, the churches are so divided because of that right there. Yep. That there, and the music. There's no, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. There's no unity, um, and there's a lot of tradition that goes into the music and everything, you know. Right. Yeah, I just, uh, I get pretty wound up about <laughs> the music that uh, I think it's, uh, everybody says you can worship to whatever, you should be able to worship to anything, and that's true, but people don't. Yeah. So, and you go to places that are uh, rolling in the spirit, they're, the music's a little better. See, and that was something that I came out of, and uh, what's it, like emotionalism, and that was my hugest argument. Oh, you're just emotional <laughs> okay like I, I mean that was just my argument everybody when people come to me with this song or you know this ministry that was in the super oh they're just emotional and uh man now i love getting emotional yes god is emotional we should get emotional when his presence is there right when he died on a cross for he gave his son on a cross for us mm-hmm. that's something to cry about and yep. to, to weep tears of joy and just thankfulness. Yep. And if you're holding that in because you're worried that the person next to you is um, going to judge you, let me tell you, that's 
don't. Right. God wants us to show him how much we honor him in his sacrifice. Exactly right. A person ought to be able to get emotional and yeah. ought to have feelings in church. You don't have to go there and dress a certain way, set a certain way, yeah. your kids act a certain way. It's just such a, like an old English class or something. I just think that's what people think. A lot of people think that's how church should be, and it shouldn't. I mean, you should be able to go there and have a good time. And uh, um, and it, for me, the music that is played, I mean, I can worship to anything, but uh, you get uh, some Brandon Lake songs, and you get the spirit going, and yeah. you look around, you see everybody's worshiping more and more hands are up. Um, I just can't believe that's not a good thing. And I just believe it's almost a lie from the devil that uh, we can worship to, worship to, to anything. I, I don't yeah. believe it. I'm I'm tired of hearing it. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, you know, we started a praise and worship night, and I had people come up to me and say, I love, love coming to that. It was good. And she said, I don't feel like I have to act a certain way. Right. But that's what church should be every Sunday. Yes. Um, you know, we got the kids' worship ribbons. Man, the kids love it. Mm-hmm. I just don't believe in a, I mean, there's, there is uh, order, a need for order. But I don't think we should keep them silent. Right. You're silencing the spirit. And I just don't agree with it. Yeah, we just, uh, I've said it a million times, they want to want to clean up the bars and everything around it, but they don't want to clean up the inside. If you want these yeah. people to come, that's doing this kind of stuff, then, you know, you don't have to be um, some boring place to go. I mean, just uh, be spirit-led, just like Kirkley is. I mean, it's always, and what makes Tom so special is he just, uh, um, he just goes with the spirit every week and is just open to all this stuff. He's just been waiting for it, and he's yeah. just, he doesn't fight anything, but he keeps order, and he doesn't try to defend anybody. Yeah, amen. Two was it two or three weeks ago that I was there in the middle of service. I kid you not. I deleted a game off of my phone um, that I had gotten under. Oh, it controlled my life. I have a very addictive spirit. Mm. So when I get stressed, I like playing games on my phone. Well, there was one game that, man, I had deleted. Anyway, it's a whole nother story. In the middle of service, I deleted that game. And I just went home and I told my husband, I said, I want to go to a church that in the middle of church service, I'm so convicted mm. that I delete it off my phone or I go ask for prayers. You That's know. good. We need churches that are allowing the Holy Spirit. You can teach the Bible and then you can preach the Bible. And when you're preaching the Bible, the Holy Spirit's in control. Mm-hmm. And I, we need more of that. Because that's when people get convicted. That's when people come to the altar. Yep. That's when people find freedom. Deliverance happens. Yep. It's just a whole thing. But if your number one step is to control the atmosphere of the church, then you're controlling God. You're trying to put him in a box. Right. Yeah, man tries to control the church yeah. and not let, don't yeah. even let God do his what he's supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, that's just like with the, the praying in tongues. Mm-hmm. Well, I just don't know. It's really controversial, so we'll just not do it. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if Jesus said that, right. you know. 
man, healing the sick, man, that this that's very controversial. I probably shouldn't do it. He was doing it right in front of him on the <laughs> Sabbath just to yeah. almost irritate him in a way. Yeah. He walked down the streets and did it. Yeah, and that's I what I want to be. I want to be so open to God that he can use me to do that, you know. I mean, if he needs the dead raised, Lord, I'm here. Right. You know. Yeah, we gotta. We want to appease everybody and uh, kind of because we don't want to ruin our relationship with them if we offend them then they won't uh, come to church well that yeah. that doesn't even really work it's just no. like these churches they appease the people and um, try to tell them what they want well them kind of churches are dead there's hardly nobody really even going to them yeah because it's in big mega churches that just kind of telling them whatever they want but these ones around here that are just fighting off the holy spirit it's uh it just doesn't work well and i think the craziest thing is if you show somebody not a believer, the supernatural, they're more intrigued to come to church than mm. if you go and tell them to read their Bible, to dress up a certain way and come to church. You know what right. I mean? To sit there and listen to somebody read out of the Bible for 30 minutes. Right. But testify to somebody about casting out a demon, and they're like, what? You're like, yeah, you know, yeah. I have that power. Right. There's witchcraft out there that's mimicking God, mm-hmm. and we're allowing that witchcraft to be more powerful than God because we're scared of it. Yeah. And God's not a spirit of fear. Right. <laughs> He's not fear. Have you been dealing with a lot of witchcraft in your deliverance? Um, yeah, that's one of the main ones. Main ones. Yeah, which if you read in the Bible, witchcraft is so much more than just uh horoscopes and palm reading. Um, but I think the main one and man anybody who's listening to this if you ever played with a Ouija board for fun, mm-hmm. did seances as a little kid, and it was meant in total just fun, you had no idea, so get deliverance. I've had so many people that had a spirit of witchcraft in them because of what they did as a little girl or a little man, little boy. 10 to 12 is usually the age. How about, uh, do you get witchcraft, you think, from like uh, some of them movies? Uh, yeah. I can't even think what they are. Uh, Horror movies? Or not horror movies, but uh, it was real popular. The Ring of the... Oh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, that kind of stuff. Um, I haven't had any of that, but here's the craziest thing. We've had several Disney movies. Hmm. Yeah. One of them being The Little Mermaid. Oh, wow. <laughs> and that was another word that Brian was given. Hmm. It, there's magic in it. Right. And once you start seeing the enemies, may, I mean, the enemy has one assignment, that is to ruin us, you know, to keep us from God. Mm-hmm. So why would he not put that in the middle of? And I know the Disney thing, that's so controversial. I struggle with it at home. My kids want to watch Disney all the time. Mm-hmm. But, man, once you start doing deliverance and you see demons leaving after they renounce watching Disney movies, mm-hmm. um then you start to wonder. Yeah. It's pretty tough just to keep yourself. There's just so many things. We're just not even, there's so many, I mean, I'm sure like yourself, it's really studied it and seen it, but just so many people are doing things. They don't even realize that it's wrong. Yeah. And it don't look wrong by the eyes. Well, and that's because we've allowed it so long. It's become normal. So if we're not, 
if we're not a culture doing deliverance and exposing Satan, he's pretty comfortable in our presence. Mm-hmm. You know, he's <laughs> his little loopholes into our lives are wide open and we're sitting here going, ah, there's nothing wrong. We know we just stick our head in the sand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I believe that's about to change. Yep. You know, deliverance is exposing this, you know, after that deliverance with the little mermaid, I think. Yeah. I think it was Quentin went home and he's like, man, I thought this was harmless, but now I wonder. And then it makes you start thinking, what am I allowing my kids to do? Well, I for one know I don't want my kids to grow up with demons. Right. I, I want to help them while they're young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm not perfect at that. It's a work in progress. But every step that you take to take the enemy out of their life at a young age, the less they have to fight at an older age. At least they'd learn that uh, what is a demon, what could cause a demon. Yeah. Well, I had a daughter that had nightmares. My six-year-old had nightmares um, consistently for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And uh, we cut out movies with magic. So Teenage Ninja Mutant Turtles, they loved that show. Mm-hmm. Scooby-Doo, there's several of those. We cut them out, and I was honest with her, and I said, Look, Samantha, these things are not of God, and they cause bad dreams. So... We cut that out, and she quit having her nightmares. And now, when she is exposed to it, she'll look away. She says, Mom, I don't want those dreams. They're not stupid. You can teach them. Right. And uh, that's what deliverance, I tell them about deliverance. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie to them. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Right. I cast out demons, and you can do it too. Yep. Um, But her dreams come, but you know. She'll slip up, and well, I think I can watch that. And she'll have a nightmare within a couple of days, and then she cuts it out. Yeah. You know. And deliverance is good there, but that's just kind of a teaching point for us parents and grandparents that we need to be being more of what we're supposed to be than just uh, letting them watch different things. And, you know, it's going to take more work out of our own selves if we want our kids to grow up right, just not put them in front of the TV and watch yeah. this and that. We're going to have to do more things with them so so we yeah. don't have to do deliverance <laughs> well and, and i had to um pray over your children too mm-hmm. I, everybody needs to i prayed over um her samantha for the spirit of anger it had transferred to her mm-hmm. the generational and i was holding her and i was very calmly telling the spirit of anger that it needs to leave um that as her parent i stand in the gap and i rebuke and renounce it and she started kicking and hitting and screaming, wow. and I almost quit. You know, you see your kid crying, you don't mm-hmm. want to keep going. And I kept my voice like this, and I said, no, in the name of Jesus, you're going to leave her alone. You can't have her. And after about five minutes, she just broke and relaxes. And she goes, Mom, I don't know why I'm so angry. Mm. Like, I saw that demon leave, and then she came back, and she goes, I don't know why I was doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) So I've seen it. I've seen it. I've experienced it. Um, My daughter, Heather, I I was praying over her for word curses that were spoken over her. Man, I spoke so many word curses over that girl. 
um, because I was fighting my own demons. Yeah, when I she did was, you know, thing. my first daughter, and and she just started weeping, and I asked the Holy Spirit to just fill her. Like I felt it release, and I asked the Holy Spirit to fill her up. Within twenty minutes, she told me she wants to get baptized, mm. and I asked her why, and she said God told me. So you can't tell me the Holy Spirit don't fill people up either. Right. My daughter asked to be baptized 20 minutes after I asked the Holy Spirit to fill her up. Right. You just, your experiences, when they line up with the Bible, the Word of God, yep. you can't tell me it's not there. And doing the deliverance on your child, I've been around all three of mine and done yeah. deliverance, and some of it's pretty hard to take when you realize that uh, a lot of the stuff they've struggled with is stuff that... Uh, that you've caused. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, tough, but it's nice to be there um, to go through it with them and uh, get set free and just build that relationship with your child. Yeah, and it's it's uh, freeing for yourself to receive that forgiveness, mm-hmm. you know, to admit that, yes, I did do that. Yep. Um, but knowing God's grace over your life. Yep. And, uh, yeah, man. Just a lot of things you didn't, we didn't aim to do it. It just happened and it's happened to a lot of other people. And uh, yeah. thank God that uh, for deliverance and people can be set free. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm seeing people uh, who have gone through deliverance with me going and breaking these things with their children. Well, this is the next generation, man, if we can do this for the next generation, you know, I know I grew up fighting a lot of demons because of how I was raised, I was loved growing up, but our parents were fighting their own demons. So it's just a generational thing. So what's going to happen when we start breaking this off the next generation is power. Mm-hmm. They're going to grow up equipped yep. and fighting, you know, and the enemy doesn't like that. Yeah. But he's going to lose a lot of hold because of our children. <coughs> yeah, just the generational spirits that are getting yeah. broken. You just look back through my family tree. It's just the same thing, same thing, same yeah. thing. And I knew your dad a little bit, and he kind of sold a couple of generations yeah. back. So that I mean, was it, a big one. Yeah, so it didn't start with us, but uh, it could uh, it could end with us. Yeah, yeah, amen. And, uh, and another thing for people listening is when you start doing this, your family will probably look at you like you're a little crazy. Um, people around you, but man, I started testifying and then the Lord started doing and they started seeing, mm-hmm. I mean, you cannot deny the transformation that God did in my life. Right. And it's all God. And, uh, we're a year later and I am seeing my family walking into this. I have an Amish sister mm-hmm. who, who's <laughs> reading books on deliverance and like on fire for it. Oh, wow. I had two dreams about me doing deliverance with Amish, so mm-hmm. that's a heavy one. Right. But it's moving because I was willing to be looked on as a little different. Yeah. But God needed to use me to get attention of others. Right. So, yeah, you might struggle in the beginning, but, man, you stay the course, and, and God will bring it around. Mm-hmm. And he'll start changing people around you. And it's the most... It's the most amazing thing is to see your family walk in freedom and sit, you know, sitting there a year ago, me and my sister Karen would sit there and 
who were like heretic hunters. Mm. <laughs> I, I hate saying that, but like, you know, oh, that person's false. Well, that's not what the Bible says. Or, you know, sit there and gossip about all these things. Yep. And a couple of months ago, we were together. We were talking about the Holy Spirit and just what he's done. And we were just like, man, this is so much better. We're not worried about other people. We're worried about ourselves. Right. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. He he focuses on you and not those around you. Right. And there's freedom in that. Yeah. So, yeah, break those generational curses because they're, they're nasty. Well, Wilma, this has been a, just an awesome podcast sitting here just talking to you. Um, do you have anything else you'd like to say? Oh, I don't think so. And thank you for having me. I, I needed to share this testimony for a while. So. Yeah. I'm sure glad that you come on here. Uh, welcome back uh, anytime you want to um, pray, and we can uh, um, go back to doing something else. <laughs> All right. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, um, that you just made this appointment, Lord, this divine appointment. God, I just pray that over these uh, radio frequencies even, as people listen to this podcast, God, that you would start to deliver them. Start walking them through uh, walking in forgiveness, you know, exposing the enemy's lies on their life, God, and to just start equipping them. God, we just pray against the spirit of religion um, that will try and take these words that were spoken by you and uh, twist it into a false, false thing, God. We know that your anointing is here. We know that your power flows and we know that you have something great to do through this. And we honor you, God, for your sacrifice and for your power that you give us and just everything that you provide for us, God. Lord, we just thank you and just pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Thanks for coming on, Wilma. No problem. Repent, forgive, and be set free. Thanks for listening.